Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. Hello, friends, and welcome. Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects, neuroscience. And even if you don't have a lot of interest in the brain and its innermost workings, I encourage you to keep listening if you struggle with overeating or binging behaviors because understanding what your brain is doing in these moments with these behaviors can really help you begin to make the changes needed to shift your brain state so that the urges to overeat or binge can lessen for you and can start to feel more intense. I think sometimes we can get really caught up in the idea that we are such bad people or something is so wrong with us because of the drive to overeat or binge that that we fail to recognize what is actually going on the, on in the brain. I I guess I found personally that learning more about um, the brain and neuroscience research on how we become motivated to overeat or to binge really gave me some space to recognize that I wasn't a horrible, defective person because of my behaviors with food. It was really just a tool I was using to create a sense of safety and to distract from, in my personal life, anxiety in the moment, which then led to my brain hooking onto this and and really hooking onto this habit and really setting things up to where it was just kind of wired into this habit or pattern and um you know that over time sort of got set in place so learning um how dopamine the dopamine system works really helped me understand what was going on on this neurological level And that there was a reason I felt like I literally couldn't control my behavior with restricting food and then binging with food. And once I had this knowledge, it really helped me remove my shame and the emotions that really kept me wrapped up in the cycle of restricting and then binging and then really was able to move me into a place of peace with food. Now, it wasn't just this knowledge that helped me get into that space. I mean, you've listened to, if you've been listening to this podcast, you've listened to many episodes of me talking about different strategies and the thought work and the emotional work and the behavioral piece as well around getting to that place of peace with food and my body. But but this was a really big piece of it. So what what I'm hoping to do in this episode uh, for you is that, well, I'm really going to try to keep things short and succinct and um, just kind of generalized. So I, I'm not going to touch on every little detail of our brain and the dopamine system and details of that pathway, but I'm going to try to give you enough information to be able to have a broad understanding of this 
And then I am going to talk about, talk about some practical ideas towards the end that you can implement to start to unwind your overeating or binging habit. But I really encourage you not to skip to the end because understanding how this works is part of the process of being able to implement and stick with those practical changes. Many of you may know dopamine is a neurotransmitter also sometimes described as a hormone because it sort of can work, our neurotransmitters can often work as hormones work. It's really important for movement in the body, for memory, and for motivation. So the dopamine system is about anticipation. It's about pursuit and wanting. It is not attached to the outcome or the reward. So Many times people will say that dopamine is about pleasure or reward, but but it's not. It's actually about creating the pursuit of that pleasure or that reward. Um, it's about the anticipation, the wanting of the reward, the food, the drug, the alcohol, the shopping, the sex with someone. So it's really important that you hear that. That dopamine, it's not about getting the thing It's about the pursuit or the motivation to get the thing. Meaning that if you binge eat or overeat, the dopamine system is habitually activated. And what happens is it creates this anticipation for you and then a drive, a pushing, the urge to binge or overeat. So when I I talk to people with uh, binge eating um, going on, most will often talk about how thinking about the binge they will have maybe later on or in a few minutes really leads to feelings of excitement and this excitatory response feels really good definitely feels better than whatever else is going on in a super stressful day or with a super stressful or um sort of negative emotion producing situation going on in life so When dopamine is elevated in our body and brain, it it tends to put our perception of things to outside of ourselves, which means when when dopamine is elevated, we're not engaging in interoception, which means that we're, we're, we're focused more on our internal sensations within our body. So we're focused more on that food, like outside ourselves, that drink, that person, that that target, the thing we want. We are focused on the future, making plans. How can we get the thing? How remember we're talking about pursuit and wanting and and motivation to get the thing. So pursuing the thing, getting all the food for the binge, seeking out all the food in the cupboard or fridge eating through the signals that you are full. That is when that dopamine system is activated. So if our dopamine system is overactive, uh, and this would be because it's been engaged over and over again, again in that habitual pattern type way, here's what happens. And we're gonna take food as an example. You have a super stressful day one day, and so you think about eating your favorite foods later, and decide that will be your reward for getting through the day, okay? So there's the reward. We've associated food with the reward. That's how we're gonna get through the day. So throughout the day, the dopamine system is activated over and over. So you have lots of anticipation for the reward, for the food, for the binge at the end of the day. You are in a state of pursuit, and this feels good because there's energy in this, right? 
So you're able to make it through the day. You finally get done with your, your, the day. You order a pizza and eat the whole thing. You eat the reward. Now, the next difficult day, your brain remembers that, that it was easier to get through the day when we were anticipating this reward of food at the end of the day. So that's kind of how that system can get activated over and over again. And by the way, if you haven't kind of put this together, this is what happens, um, you know, if there's an addiction. And, you know, I always hesitate to talk about food being an addiction mostly because we have really specific ways that we define addiction as a, like, you know, I'm a licensed mental health therapist. So, you know, I, I kind of am using that DSM-5 for the criteria for things. Um, and by the way, there's lots of debate on um, if food addiction should be included in the next revision of the DSM. But anyway, I just, I, I kind of hold off on words for that. But with that said, Definitely, um, that dopamine system is what gets activated, reactivated over and over and over again um, when there is drug addiction, alcohol addiction. And then the issue with those substances is that, and here's the thing, even with food, over time, the reward becomes less rewarding. So then the drive to have the thing, to have more of the thing, um, becomes stronger and stronger, and yet the reward itself is less satisfying. It's very, it's not even pleasurable. So over time, habitually, this system being turned on, we actually then can't even really feel that reward, that that real pleasure in the reward that we had always been seeking. So we really need neuroplasticity, um, which really is just kind of a way of saying rewiring of circuits in the brain to be able to make changes going forward, to be able to create new behaviors, new decisions. Um, You know, we really need that rewiring, that neuroplasticity in order for change around this sort of habitual uh, dopamine system being turned on uh, for food. So we need that neuroplasticity in order for change to take place. And here's what we know now, and here's what I think is really so cool. We can change this through our thoughts. This is proven, we have research. The prefrontal cortex can be voluntarily engaged, meaning when we think we are voluntarily engaging a part of the brain called the prefrontal cortex through thought. And this can tap into the dopamine system. So. You absolutely can take on new like rules, if you will, for re- reward release in the brain, meaning you really can start to shift that dope, how that dopamine system is firing. So again, food is rewarding. We eat something we love and we feel rewarded. We feel pleasure. But if you are someone who can attach to a thought like, I love pizza, but I am not feeling well. I never feel well after eating a whole pizza, and I know it's not the most nourishing food for my body, and I really value being healthy as I can because I want to be able to live a long, healthy life and know my grandkids and be able to play with them, and I want to fit into my jeans and or. I want to fit into my jeans, so I'm going to cut down on the pizza and or. I want to have my blood markers improve and or. Um, I'm having a major health issue and I want that to improve so I can live a long, healthy life. So 
In this case, you actually took your reward system and attached the reward of better health, not the food, and I'm saying better health, and maybe the aesthetics of fitting into your jeans over the reward of pizza. So through your thoughts, you used a different reward that activated that reward system, the dopamine system. So both are rewards within the dopamine system, but you have made a conscious change through your thinking that shifts the dopamine pathway to pursuit of health over pizza. So I want you to really see what I'm saying here. You thinking these sort of thoughts on purpose, you writing out these thoughts, it's not just a story you're telling yourself or a belief. The dopamine system responds, the system in your brain responds, and it's a real response. Systems, neurotransmitters, hormones in your brain and body are actually shifting and changing in response to your thinking. And then what happens is you start to actually enjoy the more nourishing foods that you are guiding yourself to eat more of. Um, Your drive or pursuit of pizza or fast food or ice cream or overeating in general or binging behavior starts to decrease. So the urges, the cravings come less and less and it just makes this whole process so much easier. When, when you get to the mindset that it's not about receiving the reward of food and the more you can shift your dopamine system to the more effort I'm putting into the closer that I'm going to get to my goal, that process over time becomes the rewarding state itself, right? And once this happens, that is where your weight loss or staying in maintenance, um, keeping your health to where you want it. Ending the binging or overeating habit becomes really effortless. So you you really need to be clear in your thinking, thoughts about what your valued goal is. You need a valued goal and you need to visit it and revisit often it, or revisit it often throughout your day to shift that dopamine system over and over and over again to get into this new pattern of firing for a different reward. And this is why I'm constantly asking my clients to write out the thoughts they are practicing on sticky notes um, and or put and, and then putting the sticky notes everywhere possible throughout their day and or putting these sentences or thoughts they're practicing into the reminders on their phones and setting timers so that they pop up often throughout the day. They have to read through them often throughout the day. It's why I ask many of my clients to memorize certain sentences. Um, we want our brains drowning in the thoughts of our valued goals and what their benefits and rewards will be as often as possible throughout the day. This is how we get that dopamine system to shift, to work for us instead of against us. It's how we begin to really have the feelings, we create the feelings of enjoyment to pursue our valued goal, whatever it is, but in this case, in this podcast of weight loss or staying in maintenance or stopping the binging and overeating, Instead of getting overly excited and over-desiring food or the binge or the overeating or the over-drinking or the over-shopping, you get the idea. So using your thoughts, your thinking over and over throughout the day with a focus on your big overall valued goal and reminding yourself of their rewards 
when you get there teaches your dopamine system to be on your side. One other quick example just to drive this home and how to take control of your dopamine system over t- and how that works over time, and then I'll let you go. This is a personal example, but one I see happen with many, many people. You, you make a decision to start to work out. You dread it. You don't want to do it. But for the first day, you push through. The next day, it's time to work out, but your brain is like, I'm too tired. I don't want to do this. It's too hard. But you, on purpose, switch your thoughts to, yeah, but I did it yesterday, and I felt really good afterwards. So the initial thought of, I'm too tired, I don't want to, it's hard, gets your dopamine system to pursue the reward of doing nothing or staying in bed. And this is definitely a reward. I mean, that feels good. But then the thought of, yeah, but I did feel so good after I did it yesterday. I felt proud of myself and that felt good. And I know if I do it again, I'll have that same feeling afterwards. Or you could get even more out there where you get into a more general goal of, and I know this is going to help my health in the future, and I want better health in the future so that I can do these things, you know, and you list the things that you want to do. So you just engage your dopamine system to back you up, to pursue the reward of feeling good after the workout. And this is how using your thoughts to pursue your valued goal works how your brain starts to engage. Now let's say you keep doing that most days for a month. Here's what starts to happen over time. You start to actually crave or desire to work out. So just like we've taught our dopamine systems um, to pursue, to crave and desire the reward of food, we can do that to crave, desire, and pursue a workout. So you have more days of feeling willing and even maybe more oftentimes of feeling motivated, which makes it so much easier to work out. And this is where the magic lies. Once that dopamine system is on board with you to pursue and anticipate the good feelings that come with pursuing your valued goal. So in this example, working out. It becomes effortless to do so, but not only effortless, it becomes needed. You crave it. You can't not do it. Or if you don't do it, you feel yuck. So that motivates you to do it the next day. You don't want to feel yuck. You want to feel so much better. And you know, you feel that way when you do work out. And so it's so much easier to motivate to do it. Now, this doesn't mean every single day you're just going to be super psyched to work out. That's not exactly how it goes, although it is a lot easier. You just over time get to a place where there are more days than not that you actually want to do it. Okay, so just wanted to get that practical example in there to really nail the point home. I, I hope you learned something about your dopamine system and how you can begin to harness it for your good, for your valued goals and, and wants through your thinking thoughts on purpose. This is not an instant fix, but it is how change happens over time. Write down your valued goals, write down your compelling reasons for wanting these goals to happen and revisit these things in your thoughts, memorize them, write them over and over, be reminded of them as often as possible throughout your day. If you think you know of someone else who might benefit from this podcast or episode, 
please pass it along to them or share it on social media. I really, really appreciate those of you who are supporting the podcast monetarily through that listener support link at the end of every episode description. Every little bit really helps me keep this going. And I also appreciate all of you who keep listening and sharing this podcast with others or giving it a five-star review. These things also really help me keep this podcast happening every week. I hope you will start to practice some of your thinking about your valued goals and the rewards that will occur when you hit these valued goals throughout this week and see how that see how you can get that dopamine system of yours to get on board with you and help support you. I appreciate all of you being here and sharing this space with me and we will talk soon. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N and get in touch with questions on all things I offer like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services. Thank you.